It's been a long day without you, my friend. But I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. It's come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. Damn, who knew? All the planes we flew, good things we've been through. That I'll be standing right here talking to you about another path. I know we love to hit the road and laugh, but something told me that it wouldn't last. Had to switch up, look at things different, see the bigger picture. Those were the days, hard work forever pays. Now I see you in a better place. See you in a better place. Uh. I'm not editing that. I'm just going to leave that the no. way it is. Oh, God, I can't even imagine what it sounds like. But yeah, absolutely. Emergency pod, folks. Emergency pod. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is Ruth Bader Deadsburg. Unfortunately, folks, we regret to inform you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been executed by Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so the uh, number one thing that was used to force Dems over the uh, voting line for Sleepy Joe is now gone. Mitch McConnell yep. has already released a statement saying that the Senate will vote to uh, point before the uh, next election, as if that's oh, really? any kind of fucking surprise. Huh. And, uh... The greatest act of political selfishness of our generation has transpired, which will leave us in indefinite conservative rule when a 25-year-old from 4chan inevitably is appointed to the court. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, context on uh, Mitch McConnell. An hour after RG, RBG is dead, uh, announcing that they will appoint another uh, justice. When Scalia died around the same time before the last election... The Democrats uh, decided they were, they were going to do, um, you know, they were going to be respectful and civil about it and allowed Brett Kavanaugh to be appointed. The decent Democrats. <laughs> exactly. The, <laughs> the decent moderate Dems that didn't appoint like half of the judges they could have during Obama's turn and then uh, the Republicans had them appointed within a week of taking power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you didn't know, folks... Uh, Everybody has been telling her to step down for uh, about a decade. Oh, absolutely. There have been... She's been old forever. She has never not mm -hmm. been fucking ancient. Do you remember mm -hmm. two weeks ago when she officiated that person's wedding? <laughs> yeah, with no mask on. With no, no mask on. It's like fucking excellent. Two weeks later, they're dead. Like the exact time frame of COVID. It's awesome. It's amazing. Uh, not really beast. Allegedly in Minecraft, she died of coronavirus because she was an anti-maxer, literally. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, folks, we have a lovely reading series for you today about uh, the esteemed, uh, notorious RBG. 
Uh, we're going to start mm-hmm. with an article from 2013, as is our pod's go-to system, reading something that's fucking almost a decade old. Yep. Uh, and this is in Slate.com. Stop telling Ruth Bader Ginsburg to retire. It's counterproductive. By Emily Bazelon. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to. Uh comment on that title in general uh as soon as i heard the news i sort of just i just looked up her name um and scrolled through articles from you know anywhere from like 2009 to 2015 and it was just over and over again people making the case for her to step down before uh during a democratic presidency and the running theme of these articles was every single one was citing a different time that she almost died <laughs> it's like she's like uh, Keith Richards. <laughs> she's every Kennedy. Like she's had cancer like uh, half a dozen times. Uh, she, one time she fell down and uh, broke three ribs. <laughs> it was sexist to say that she uh, should maybe step down. Well, it is sexist to say she absolutely broke those ribs to try and suck her own dick. <laughs> I wonder if Marilyn Manson's made a post in memoriam to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> he gets one of those terrible <laughs> Pete Davidson tattoos. <laughs> it says, immigrants, we get the job done for some reason. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's dig into this. I'm sure by the end of the article, she's going to propose we uh, nominate the state of Israel to the bench instead. <laughs> If you are a liberal who cares about the Supreme Court, you may be feeling that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg just slipped coal into your Christmas stocking. If you don't have a stocking, me neither. But tis the season. Nice. So just a little bit of Christmas Wars bullshit in the middle of it. (laughs) Let's keep Christ at Christmas, folks. Anyway, continue. Let's go. Uh, At an event in Virginia on Tuesday, answering a question from former Solicitor General Ted Olson about whether Supreme Court justices should retire when the party that appointed them controls the presidency and will get to replace them, Ginsburg said, I think one should stay as long as she can do the job. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's feminism. Uh, This is building on her remark to Adam Liptak of the New York Times in August, where she made it clear that she was not timing her departure based on Barack Obama's remaining years in office. She said then, there will be a president after this one, and I'm hopeful that that president will be a fine president. (laughs) (laughs) And that he is. What is a uh, solicitor general? That sounds kind of uh, anti-feminist. Solicitor general. uh, Without Googling anything, because this is a completely information-free podcast, I assume it's some sort of (laughs) viceroy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assume he commands a legion in Guam. <laughs> Must consult with the uh, solicitor general. I am the solicitor. You have to go and meet with the solicitor general to like ask him to stop a trade blockade or something. He tries to trap <laughs> you in a room with poisonous gas. Exactly. <laughs> Darth Vader sits you down for a fancy meal. Darth Vader. <laughs> Woo! Nice one. Let's go. We did a Star Wars reference exclusively for Danny's benefit. Uh, (laughs) Where were we? In the New Republic, Mark Tracy called that hopeful comment bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) In uh, one of several recent baffled, angry, liberal rants about why Ginsburg needs to go right now, these pieces started appearing two years ago with another New Republic essay by Harvard Law Professor Randall Kennedy... 
Oh, shit, watch out for him. Uh, <laughs> they all walk the same path. Hail Ginsburg for her distinguished service, but she is old. At this point, 80. She had cancer a while back. If she cares about her legacy, she should want a Democratic president to appoint her successor. This isn't illicit politicization of the court, Kennedy argued. It is a simply a plea for realism. Yeah, uh, that's the point that everyone has made the entire time. I like the uh, she had cancer a while back thing. Like, and then she had it again, and then again, and then again. <laughs> Absolutely just a fucking vampire. Like, nothing I've ever seen before. <laughs> Directly like she said, she didn't really care about her successor at all. She just wanted to serve for as long as possible. Yep. Uh, to their credit, Tracy and Kennedy extended their pleas for imminent retirement to Justice Stephen Breyer, the Supreme Court's other Clinton appointee, who is 75 and has served almost as long as Ginsburg. Heir to Breyer's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, I don't think so. I was going to say, don't tell me these things, dude. <laughs> Stephen Breyer is, uh, for the record, still on the Supreme Court. <laughs> Only Ginsburg, though, seems to face the retirement music wherever she goes, forcing her to repeat her not-yet determination. Yet she's older than Breyer, and yes, she did have early-stage colon cancer in 1999, and very early-stage pancreatic cancer in 2009. Oh, cool, so just every 10 years for the last 40 <laughs> years, this lady has gotten cancer. Yeah, what the fuck? She had cancer in 2019, too. Yeah, every ten years. <laughs> what the hell? She was cursed by some kind of warlock <laughs> who she uh, imprisoned on a false marijuana charge, I imagine, as a <laughs> prosecutor at some point. When Bill Clinton was appointing her, she had to go on a field trip with him to, uh, you know, you know where. And uh, she stumbled into a, a weird corner of the island and fell under some curse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she picked up the wrong idol of Moloch. <laughs> oh, but here we go, here we go. This is where it gets uh, epic. But she's also a small, slender woman who speaks in low tones <laughs> and looks like a bird. <laughs> fuck D, fucking bird, fuck. <laughs> Gonna make it so weed's illegal for the next 500 years? Yeah. Uh, people tend to assume she is frail when she is in fact anything but. The notorious RBG Tumblr exists to showcase her actual toughness. Although, Ruth, haven't you had enough talk? Starts to seem a wee bit sexist. How we She's anything but frail, uh, like a 90-year-old woman who falls and breaks fucking a quarter of her ribs. The notorious RBG Tumblr exists to promote her toughness. How any how any strong tough person promotes their image by like third party people making <laughs> cups with your face on it that say notorious. I don't even and believe it's third party. I think this is what the associates and like under secretaries of the Supreme Court do. They're just making with, these memes. There's nothing wrong with being fucking frail at ninety either. You're supposed to be frail at ninety. Exactly, you're just not supposed yeah, to... Yeah, you're not you know. supposed to be a judge. You're not supposed to be working. You're not supposed to have infinite power and no one can ask you to stop. <laughs> uh, this isn't about gender, you say. It's about the toxic brew of law and politics that is our Supreme Court's appointments process. Which is accurate. Uh, yeah. Don't Ginsburg and Breyer recognize that by staying on and courting the possibility that they will be replaced by President Chris Christie or Marco Rubio... <laughs> Rather than Hillary Clinton, they are rolling a giant pair of dice 
Yeah, a giant pair of fuzzy orange dice, you stupid assholes. <laughs> May I repeat, there is a Cheeto in the White House. Uh, this uh, this article is from 2013. Oh, absolutely. It's just like, yeah. They said that they think that Christy, Marco Rubio, or Hillary Clinton would... What? Hillary Clinton was already there. Those were who is going to be running for president in 2016, and they imagined a Christie or Rubio victory. Oh, I thought they meant those would be the appointees. Okay, no, that's right. that's the world we live in now, where that's these are the options. <laughs> <laughs> what were we doing in 2013? 2013? What was I doing? What was that, seven years ago? I just discovered marijuana and stopped doing my homework. <laughs> As Jonathan Bernstein wrote in the Washington Post in November, there's absolutely no question about it. If they want to secure the principles they have fought for during their careers, the best thing both of these senior liberal justices can do is to retire right now. This is an obvious and perfectly sensible way to think about the court. I'm a pragmatist, so I'm drawn to it too. To play it out, if Ginsburg and Breyer aren't replaced by fellow liberal moderates, Roe v. Wade could fall or wither away. Civil rights generally would surely shrink and corporate rights would grow. We would have more capital punishment and less campaign finance regulation. <laughs> more government invasion of privacy and less gay marriage. And uh, we'll be getting into her wonderful votes on these things shortly. Yeah, that, uh, isn't all gay of this... marriage kind of an all or nothing thing? Oh, wait a second, this was before gay marriage was even legal. Yeah, Holy exactly, shit. 2013. This is how different the world is. President Holy Marco Rubio shit. might prevent gay marriage from being legalized. <laughs> well, that was an easy paragraph to write. There's another longer view, though, and it matters more than mine or anyone else's I've quoted. Because it must be closer to Ginsburg's perspective. I got it from Yale Law School fellow and former New York Times Supreme Court correspondent, Linda Greenhouse. I asked her about Ginsburg, and she wrote me this email. This is some absolute sicko shit. Alright, let's get into it. Think from her perspective, she is taking a long view of history, not a case-by-case -case one or a term-by-term -term one. She has to believe that justice will win out in the end, or that if it doesn't, her departure at one point or another couldn't be the major factor... <laughs> What? I yeah, too bad cancer won out in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, until the, one of her inevitable cancers killed her at 100 years old. <laughs> I agree with her, and I think that people ought to give the issue a rest and concentrate on electing Democrats to the White House and the Senate. I think the issue is serving as a kind of displacement for the liberals' general sense of powerlessness. They seem to feel that getting Ruth to resign would be something concrete they could accomplish when all else is failing. Yeah, that, that's literally true. This... And then we lost the White House and the Senate, you fucking rube. <laughs> yeah. This speech is uh, basically written as like a ABC original political show. The, you know what I mean? The This is the Madam Secretary. Yes! Oh, God. The more, the more, the more noble, wise, uh, fucking career politician is giving a speech on, you know, why, why the other person's wrong. Yeah, why it's important I'm given indefinite yeah. power until I croak. Uh, no, exactly. <laughs> and that's the, that's, that's the thing. It does not matter if people, you know, give this issue a rest and stop talking about it or whatever. Because even if they do keep talking about it, y nobody has any power over this. The most powerful institution in the country is the least democratic. Oh, absolutely. We have 
nine former Ku Klux Klan wizards that decide what laws are allowed to be passed. They're unelected. They aren't... They owe nothing to anyone. No term limits. <laughs> exactly. They're, it's a- they're the masked group from Eyes Wide Shut. Literally. <laughs> well, once the Neuralink's uh, fully functioning, you can just download memories into other, you know, robot bodies. We'll just have the same nine justices forever. Robo Ginsburg is programmed to side <laughs> with the conservatives. <laughs> they would just, uh, they would just kind of hack them so everyone's Neuralink was uh, attached to Brett Kavanaugh's consciousness, and there are just nine Brett Kavanaughs. Yeah, is, is like Brett Ka- Kavanaugh the swing vote now? That's like awesome. <laughs> <laughs> is that what's up? <laughs> uh, <sighs> Jesus Christ! I hope so. <laughs> Spamming Merrick Garland in chat. (laughs) Imagine the short-term worst from a liberal court watcher's point of view. A conservative Republican wins the White House in 2016. Hmm. And Ginsburg and Breyer announce their retirements the following year. The Republicans also control the Senate. (laughs) They kill the filibuster for Supreme Court appointments. What? And confirm nominees who see Justice Antonin Scalia as their hero. The court lurches to the right. See above for the dreaded results. The Republicans kill the filibuster? What What kind of... Yeah, the, the filibuster is a Republican m- machine. I, I, that, <laughs> yeah, that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, these people don't know what power is, they don't know how to use it, and they don't even know how to take it away from anyone else. They're just fucking babies <laughs> playing with their rattles. I like that the uh, short-term worst was virtually completely prescient. Exactly what happened. <laughs> And then, would we the people rise up and elect a Democratic president? No. Who would then get to make his own slew of appointments? No. Would the left finally take the courts as seriously as the right has long known to? No. And if not, could we lay the blame on Ginsburg and Breyer? Or would we all share in it? (laughs) (laughs) It's your fault that these 90-year-old wizards don't want to step down from their position of indefinite power. Here's the thing. Would the left finally take the courts as seriously as the right has long known to? What left? The Democrats? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they they do the right-wing appointing. I mean... Yeah, uh, People's Policy Project just had a really prescient article about Democrat-appointed judges and how they are uh, majority, just corporate-funded, like, donators to campaigns and just, you know, the worst kind of people. Yeah. Republicans who pick the blue side instead of the red. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Matt Brunig and the People's Policy Project. Yeah, Find really. it on the uh, internet. Such a beast. Those questions and the scenarios they're drawn from still make me nervous. But I think Greenhouse is right when she says this of Ginsburg. I think she feels that it belittles and diminishes the court to have retirement so obviously timed for political reasons. And the more people yap at her, beginning with Randy Kennedy a few years ago, the more political and instrumental her retirement would seem. The the Supreme Court, famous for being not political. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah, a noted apolitical instrument. Yeah, this is exactly the thing. Fucking progressives are scared of power and scared of executing it, and conservatives salivate at every opportunity to. And belittles and diminishes the idea of the court. That's all these people care about is the idea, the presentation. Yeah, we need to keep our grand wizard position <laughs> forever. How, how dare anyone see that as bad or not or not democratic in any way? <laughs> Respect the institutions. Even if you think it's delusional to see the Supreme Court as anything but political, scolding Ginsburg about staying on isn't working. 
She has made it more than clear that she isn't going to retire because columnists and law professors think she should. <laughs> tell a strong woman what to do too many times, and she'll tell you, politely, if you're lucky, to stuff it. Tell a strong woman what to do too many times, and she'll completely undermine any semblance of democracy. Absolutely. She will do, once again, the most politically selfish thing in you, me, or anyone else's lifetime that will... At least under a Joe Biden presidency where he refuses to pack or rotate the court for that matter. Yeah. Uh, doom us to a lifetime of conservative bullshit, regardless of if they lose electorally. Yeah. Uh, uh, hounding uh, hounding a, a dead woman to step down before a fascist gets on the court is um, too political. But, but staying on would have no political ramifications. None whatsoever. No, no not at all. It's... Uh, it's for feminist reasons that they're going to abolish Roe v. Wade, yeah. which is f- kind of funny. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ, these people love to shoot themselves in the foot to prove a point more than anything. <laughs> Better than shooting yourself in the dick to prove a point, I guess. Which I like doing because it's awesome. <laughs> I don't point this out because I think that Supreme Court justices should serve as long as they are able. To the contrary, the justices tend to serve for too long. why'd you you write this (laughs) when the framers of the constitution gave federal judges life tenure people lived far shorter lives than they do now if I could I'd amend the constitution to face an 18 year term limit what the fuck yeah yeah two decade term limit you fucking psychopath oh my god this way succession would be orderly (laughs) no it wouldn't Every president would have the chance to pick two justices. What? What? Of the current justices, Scalia would have left the court in 2004, Kennedy in 2006, Clarence Thomas in 2009, Ginsburg in 2011, and Breyer in 2012. Thought experiment. In that parallel universe, what kind of Supreme Court would we have now? So she's saying that the thing that she's saying, it doesn't matter if it happens, Ginsburg and Breyer getting off the court while they could. Yeah. Uh, should have only happened if it was by her bizarre 18-year term limit. Fuck anyone who says thought experiment. Yeah, yeah, the thought experiment. Uh, you are now in a concentration camp and drinking water <laughs> out of a fucking syringe. <laughs> I hate you, you're scum. Thought experiment, you starve to death. That's it. <laughs> The justices could give us the gift of regular turnover themselves by agreeing to adopt voluntary term limits. Oh, yeah, they're no. definitely going to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the all-powerful wizards are going to vote their power down. Yeah. Uh, no constitutional amendment necessary, but that would take unanimous collective action from a fractured group of nine of perhaps the most personal issue of all. Their own work lives. You've got to be <laughs> fucking kidding me. It's it's anti-worker to demand term limits for the Supreme Court. <laughs> uh, it's another dream that won't come true. But at least it makes for better holiday conversation than liberals' complaints about Ginsburg's determination to stay put. <sighs> so, that's Slate.com. Once again, just hitting us with the absolute fucking heat. Yeah. Just some... Just some fucking fire.
getting back into it, we have a wonderful listicle from Teen Vogue, the number one source of communist thought in the United <laughs> States. It's in Teen Vogue. <laughs> it's in Teen Vogue, and it came out earlier today. Oh shit! Yeah. So shout out Wait, to early before she died. Seven hours ago. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. Shout out to Emma Saran Webster and Caitlin Wolper. I'm sure you're both going to be. Your careers are over now. My fucking <laughs> condolences. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, we'll have you on the pod. I, never has there been a more complete L a person could take. That's crazy. <laughs> insider shit. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, eight Supreme Court rulings. Ruth Gator Bins... <laughs> Gator. <laughs> Ruth Bader Gamersburg was involved in. <laughs> In over two decades on the Supreme Court, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has played an integral role in a number of famous court rulings. Woo! Sworn in as the 100th and 7th Supreme Court Justice on August 10th, 1993. Ginsburg becoming the second woman to sit on the distinguished bench. To date, she's one of only four. Since then, the now 87-year-old Justice, who was appointed by then-President Bill Clinton... Notorious some... respecter of women. No- notorious respecter of women... <laughs> Noted feminist Bill Clinton. Uh, He's married to Hillary. How could he not be? Absolutely. Has cemented herself in America's history as a bona fide legend. And not just for her iconic fitness routine and expert Donald Trump shade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Donald Trump is taking that shade all the way to the bank with your seat, baby. No one's better at throwing shade than an 87-year-old with a law degree. (laughs) She was Nancy Pelosi's hype man, like Flava Flav. <laughs> and like Flava Flav, she was kicked out of the group. And her clock was ticking. <laughs> uh, the notorious RBG, as she's sometimes referred to, has spent her career fighting for the rights of women and other marginalized groups. She even co-founded the ACLU's Women's Rights Project. She's lent her voice to countless opinions and become particularly well-known for her scathing, clearly worded dissents. You're just eight of the most critical cases she participated in. All right, let's get let's get into it. All right, let's fucking hit it. So, number one, United States versus Virginia, 1996. At the start of 1996, the Virginia Military uh, Institute was the country's last remaining all-male public undergraduate college or university. But by the end of the year, that would no longer be the case. Thanks in part to Ginsburg. The United States filed a suit against the school, arguing that gender-exclusive admissions policies violated the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. The case reached the Supreme Court, where the state of Virginia argued not only that women weren't properly suited for VMI's rigorous training, but also that the state's creation of a separate military program at the women's-only liberal arts school, Mary Baldwin University, was sufficiently equal. The, t- the court disagreed and struck down VMI's all-male admissions policy, with Ginsburg writing the majority opinion making it clear gender, le- ge- gender equality is a constitutional right. Neither the goal of producing citizen soldiers nor VMI's implementing, metho- implementing methodology is inherently unsuitable to women, she wrote. Later adding, generalizations about, quote, the way women are, estimates uh, of what is appropriate for most women, no longer justified uh, denying opportunity to women whose talent and capacity place them outside the average description. So this is one of uh, Ginsburg's defining moments where she uh, helped make the military more gender inclusive. <laughs> There is nothing like fresh brake pads on the war machine. (laughs) More women should die in war. Yeah, exactly. We need women Fallujah. (laughs) 
Female war criminals. <laughs> Bush versus Gore, 2000. Oh! <laughs> another another classic that I'm sure will be making a uh, reappearance in 2020. Yeah, interesting. Some of Ginsburg's most notable Supreme Court opinions were actually dissents or disagreements from the majority decision, like in the case of Bush versus Gore, a case that changed the course of modern U.S. history. Many remember the recounts, the hanging chads. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last scene in uh, Boogie Nights, a hanging chad. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Mark Wahlberg's cock got uh, Bush elected. Absolutely. <laughs> and the should Al Gore have won debate. As the hotly contested race in Florida came to determine the outcome of the 2000 presidential election, the case ended up at the Supreme Court after George W. Bush's presidential campaign filed an emergency application to stop a Florida Supreme Court mandate for a manual recount of the ballots. The Supreme Court granted Bush's application. Critics say the court's decision to end the recount effectively handed Bush the victory in Florida, end in the election. Yes, that's that's what happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ginsburg's dissenting opinion made it clear that she disagreed with the court's favoring of Bush. She famously wrote in her opinion, "That guy's fucking dumb." No. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> she famously wrote in her opinion, "I dissent." <laughs> she famously wrote in her dissenting opinion I dissent The phrase was a somewhat harsh departure <laughs> What? From the court's decorum What? The phrase was a somewhat harsh departure from the court's decorum In which dissenting justices usually know that they're using the term respectfully <laughs> I respectfully dissent to you sir Stealing the presidential election She's a trailblazer Ruth Bader Ginsburg has violated norms and been executed by patriots. <laughs> All right, now we're into 2015 with Obergefell versus Hodges. This is the landmark case that granted same-sex couples the right to marry in all 50 states. As a former officiant of same-sex weddings and an advocate for LGBTQ rights, it is believed that Ginsburg's outspokenness affected public opinion. How? Yeah, because... People notably listen to Supreme Court justices and what they have to say, or presidents, or any of their elected officials. People famously listen to anyone at all besides, like, Tucker Carlson and Meatwad. <laughs> During oral arguments, she called out the regressive attitudes of John Bursch, the lawyer representing states who wish to uphold a same-sex marriage ban, as well as Justices John Roberts and Anthony Kennedy who wondered whether the court could overturn marital tradition. Marriage was a relationship of a dominant male to a subordinate female, she had told them, <laughs> according to a report by The Guardian. That ended as a result of this court's decision in 1982, when Louisiana's head and master rule was struck down. Would that be a choice that states should still be allowed to have? To cling to a marriage the way it once was? She also derided a procreation debate by asking whether a 70-year-old heterosexual couple would be allowed to marry when clearly they could not procreate either. When? Ultimately, the court ruled 5-4 in favor of legalizing same-sex marriage. Yeah, well, uh, good job on your vote here, Ginsburg. Good job on uh, making sure this can never happen again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not in my lifetime. Me. Yeah, I mean, congratulations. Uh, she, she voted in favor of, I mean... It, it, are we supposed to celebrate this? It's like... What's the bar? 
Uh, the bar is same-sex marriage in 2015 by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, exactly. It's If she had stepped down in 2014 and an Obama appointee had been in her place, they also would have voted yes. Yeah, good thing she didn't step down. I'm sure no other Democrat appointment Supreme Court justice could have said yes. And um, old people are allowed to marry even though they can't make babies. <laughs> uh, next is Shelby County versus Holder in 2013. As shorthand, this court ruling is often referred to the decision that gutted the 1965 Voting Rights Act. <laughs> Section 4B of that landmark legislation, which was intended to bar racial discrimination in voting, enacted special requirements for certain parts of the country that had a particularly terrible track record of suppressing minority voters. Under Section 5 of the Act, a policy known as preclearance required states like Alabama, Texas, and Arizona to receive approval from the Attorney General or a three-judge panel in Washington, D.C. before making any changes to their voting requirements. But in 2013, Alabama's Shelby County challenged the constitutionality of the decades-old act. And in a 5-4 opinion, the Supreme Court agreed. (laughs) What? (laughs) Claiming that the restrictions were outdated in the modern era and that it was an unconstitutional violation for Congress rather than the states themselves to set the terms of elections? Am I reading this right? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Um... Throwing out preclearance when it has worked and is continuing to work to stop discriminatory changes, Ginsburg wrote in a blistering dissent, is like throwing away your umbrella in a rainstorm because you are not getting wet. In the years... (laughs) (laughs) In a blistering dissent, she made an old-timey country lawyer (laughs) metaphor. The gripping prose of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's why they call her Notorious R.B.G. Not because of uh, her strength but because of her ability with words. Yeah, not because of the weird liberal fetishization of any black person at all. (laughs) In the years since Section 5 was overturned, the states previously covered by preclearance have enacted a rash of new laws making it more difficult to vote in those states. As Van Van Newkirk (laughs) wrote... (laughs) Can't go a podcast without a fucking insane name. Uh, As Van Newkirk wrote in The Atlantic, voting became rapidly more difficult after the Shelby County decision, particularly for poor and elderly black people and Latinos. So, I mean, again, it's like, this is, it's, it's blatant voter suppression by the Republicans and, you know, probably Democrats as well, that would have been voted against by literally any other Democrat appointee. She's not doing anything special here. Uh, all of her, like, legacy seems to be these fucking poorly written dissents that inspire nobody, inspire nothing. It's like when they said Elizabeth Warren was going to be fucking Hillary Clinton's attack dog. (laughs) And then she, like, said, sir, have you no shame once? And then he was like, ooh, Pocahontas. Go back to your teepee! And she did! She went back to her teepee! (laughs) Well, well, she didn't go back to her teepee because she's not Native American. (laughs) Well, no, no, she went back to her $14 million condo, (laughs) I assume is shaped like a teepee. I I assume she keeps, like, wigwams around. I assume it's... Oh, my God. She's on the list. This could also be, like, just, like, an indication of just how fucking... Just like rigid and puritanical, everything is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg writing "I dissent" without prefacing it with "respectfully" is deemed as like a bold, bold statement. The fact that pundits think that literally a single other person, other than 
other psychotic pundits read Supreme Court dissents is just fucking blowing my mind. It's madness, man. Ruth Bader Ginsburg single-handedly legalized gay marriage by saying she was in favor of it. What the fuck? She influenced public opinion? Public opinion has nothing to fucking do with the Supreme Court. Yeah, if it did, we'd have legal weed. A gay marriage would have been legal literally, what, fucking 30 years before it was, at least? If it did, there would be no Supreme Court. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're right, you're right. If there was public opinion, we wouldn't have a Supreme Court. No, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was flying around through the sky with a rainbow trail behind her, making everyone less homophobic. <laughs> Sessions versus DeMaia, 2018. This case was a big win for Ginsburg. They seem to all be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of big W's in this career. She played a hand in striking down legislation that allows certain non-citizens to be expelled from the country. According to Slate, the case was the first time in her entire court career that she assigned a majority opinion as the most senior justice in the majority. Throughout Ginsburg's two-plus decades on the bench, a more senior justice would join the liberal justices in a vote when they had the numbers, and as a result would choose who wrote the majority opinion. This case marked the on- marked only the sixth time that a female justice was has ever assigned the majority opinion. <laughs> so this is a victory because she got to write the opinion. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, they're no, she didn't. She... she assigned it to someone else. Oh, she got to choose who writes it? What? What is this? And what plus, this? They, seem to, they, see, they seem to be saying she prevented people from being deported, but they're not saying that that was her victory. They're saying her victory was getting to be the, the head justice who made the decision on how they would, like, phrase their decision. This whole thing is fucking insane. It's the blind leading the blind. It is, uh... It's Ruth Bader Ginsburg siding with the Trump administration on, uh, deportation and asylum cases. It's... If you're a woman, everything you do is progressive and must be celebrated on the court just by sheer fact of your existence. Once again, ignoring the fact that you have condemned all of us to die now. Mm-hmm. Just cool. To be fair, she's the most honest Democrat in decades. <laughs> I'm just going to keep power till I die, and there's fucking nothing you can do about it. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was an accelerationist. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I believe the next president will be a fine one. I'm tempted to fucking skip this next one. It's about uh, some sort of tire company fight. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can, you can guess what her, you know, great victory is here, uh... Uh, a dissenting opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah. A, a woman sued uh, Goodyear Tire for uh, paying her less than men, which I'm sure happened. And then s- the Supreme Court voted in favor of Goodyear, and Ginsburg wrote the dissenting opinion, and whatever. Who cares? Dissenting opinions is this lady's legacy. It's uh, a dis- fucking despicable. A dissenting opinion has as much power as a Harry Potter book. Absolutely. She's, she's just J.K. Rowling. Especially in, a, in the world where uh, the Supreme Court can just vote down ever looking at other things based off majority opinions. Precedents. Mm-hmm. As long as there's precedents on the court, dissenting opinions couldn't matter less. Mm-hmm. The, whole, the whole point we're trying to put across here is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg 
just she could have never existed. It, she she could just be a completely different person, and if that person had a D in front of their name, they would have had her exact voting record her entire career. Except maybe they would be younger and wouldn't have died, or would have not been a power-hungry psychopath and stepped down during a Democratic presidency. Absolutely. Uh, in closing, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's career fully in context. We're going to do this with an opinion from... Uh, Indiana State News. I guess this is a student newspaper. This is written by Jared Alexander. It's time to end the liberal love affair with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay. The United States Supreme Court has been praised by many Democrats for its recent decisions regarding LGBTQ discrimination in the workplace, a Louisiana anti-abortion law, and the future of the Deferred Action for Child Arrivals program, or, you know, DACA. Mm -hmm. The Dreamers, mm -hmm. if you will. In all three cases... Chief Justice John Roberts, and in the LGBTQ discrimination case, Neil Gorsuch, joined with Kagan, Sotomayor, Ginsburg, and Breyer in the majority opinion. Within the same time period, however, the court also ruled to allow the construction of the Atlantic Coast Pipeline underneath the <laughs> Appalachian Trail, uh, and to allow classic. the Trump administration to speed up the deportation of asylum seekers. Ah... Uh. <laughs> But why would she do that and undermine her uh, landmark decision in, uh, what, what was it again? Uh, you can't be fired from being gay, but there is right to work, so you can be fired for any reason at all. Yes. Very great. Uh, yeah, and both of these decisions saw all five conservative justices joined by both Breyer and Ginsburg. Uh, the face of uh, judicial resistance to <laughs> Donald Trump and the Republican Party. <laughs> Despite what the mugs and tote bags on Etsy might have you believe, Ginsburg isn't the most dependable liberal vote on the court, especially when her record is put next to that of the more reliably progressive Sotomayor. And she has made choices and comments during her term that many on the left would find problematic at best. <laughs> That's why it's time to end the liberal love affair with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The liberal love affair is the only way liberals know how to express that they like a politician. Yeah, yeah. Everyone wants to get dicked down by Obama. When Cuomo was on the news, they wanted their big Italian pappy with his fucking pierced nipples. <laughs> Everyone wants to get pegged by Hillary Clinton. Yeah, some 60-year-old woman somewhere is just creaming at the thought of Sleepy Joe smelling her hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Men everywhere are making a compromise with Kamala Harris after seeing Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> this is the life we live in. Liberals only are happy when they want to fuck something. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm worried about Joe. There's not nearly enough ho horny Joe posting for there to be a Democratic <laughs> victory. You can't talk about horny Joe, because when you talk about horny Joe, all the other stuff comes up. Yeah, yeah, they don't like to remind you that Joe gets horny. <laughs> Joe does bad things when he gets horny. Anyway, uh, let's get back to the other criminal. Ginsburg worked as a lawyer and a professor before being appointed to the U.S. Court of Appeals in 1980 by President Jimmy Carter. Hold on. Did you say appointed? Appointed. Huh. Who would have guessed? What are, what are you implying? She's it's, completely unelected. It's just a fucking... Oh, yeah. It's no judge... I guess if you're, like, at a lower level and you're on those circuit judges, you run for election. But, yeah, all the people in the actual levels of power, they've never been elected. It's like that thing how most law professors will never actually practice the law because that sullies them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can afford to go to law school. How about I appoint you the most powerful person in the in the world? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Liberals <laughs> love to bitch about, like, I don't know, like a socialist leader who's in power forever and uh, has a cult of personality. But when you have RBG in power forever with a huge cult of personality, it's okay, it's cool, and we all have to buy the mugs. And her only fucking... The only thing that she's done that's worth defending seems to be these dissenting opinions that break court norms. <laughs> and, ma'am, those are Donald Trump tweets. Just not as awesome. <laughs> Idolizing a public figure is always going to be inherently unhealthy, but the idolization of a political figure comes with even more risk. While a singer's political views have the potential to be harmful to their fans, they're never going to be in a position of in, in a position to influence the law in the way that someone like Ginsburg is on a daily basis. I wish that the guy from Trapped was influencing laws for Donald Trump. <laughs> Headstrong, I'll take you on. Headstrong, I'll take on anyone. That's what Trump listens to every morning when he wakes up. Absolutely. He watches the last scene in There Will Be Blood where he's just bludgeoning Eli to death. <laughs> Fucking a, a pin. Yeah. When the Democratic Party still controlled the White House and Senate in 2014, Ginsburg faced calls to step down from the court in order to ensure that she was replaced by another liberal. Oh. Encouraged by her fans. Encouraged by her fans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I repeat. She chose to stay on the court, which, following the 2016 election of Trump, proved to be a risky calculation. Following the 2020 uh, death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, seems to be an absolute fucking brick. Risky Ruth. Risky Ruth. Yeah, it's almost like people have been talking about this for a decade. Uh, were Ginsburg to die or fall seriously ill, it could have major effects on the court's decision-making. Oh! Allowing Trump to appoint another conservative justice has the potential to put access to abortion, the future of DACA, and possibly even the ACA at risk. Hindsight is 2020, but Ginsburg still put the fate of her legacy and major liberal judicial gains at risk by not retiring when she had the chance. Boy, that that unintentional pun right there, hindsight is 2020. Whew, that that kills. Hindsight is 2020. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh my god, that's what we should call this episode. Ooh, man. that's actually yeah. Ruth Hader Ginsburg, hindsight is 2020. <laughs> Beautiful. The Justice fans would also likely to be shocked to learn that her legal disposition towards equal opportunity and protection under law doesn't appear to be translated into her own life. As of 2018, Ginsburg had hired only one black law clerk since joining the court in 1993. She also called former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick's protest against police brutality and racial inequality really dumb. Yeah. Before walking her comments back in an apology. Yeah. That assumably was like Joe Biden. I'm sorry, man. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, I, I dissent with my past self. I respectfully dissent with my past self. Yeah, she issued a strong dissent against her own opinion. <laughs> well, I think her PR team had a strong dissent against her own opinion. And this article closes up, it's time to end the liberal love affair with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but that doesn't mean we can't still celebrate her decades of work that helped move the U.S. forward on so many issues, and then held us infinitely backwards for the remainder of, again, my lifetime, your lifetime, listener, or any of us. Yeah, those, uh, what, three decades that she was able to, uh, have a very small part in some good policy. It's For three decades, she was a semi, at best, reliable progressive vote. 
and any of the work that she pioneered in her lifetime has been totally undone by her refusal to leave the court when it was possible. I, I understand there are a lot of people who are Ginsburg fans, and I mean, fighting for abortion rights and fighting for women's rights in this country, it's not like those aren't important things. It's just that her legacy has been totally undermined by this asinine decision to uh, take control for herself. Yeah. By her complete unwillingness to accept her own fucking mortality. Yeah. And uh, live in the political world we have. She was holding out for that Neuralink drop. <laughs> she absolutely was. She was going to be the first justice that uh, we put into a jar, like in Futurama. <laughs> the robotic Supreme Court, all the heads just start spinning and then a opinion prints out. Justice Snoop Dogg. Justice Snoop Dogg, precisely. And her, her legacy is... Like so, it's it's so boosted up because the things her her good opinions are basically just baseline things anyone should be going for. Yes. But the craziness and the sh just the shit around her, the evil that she was a part of, but uh, that was all around her allowed her to present herself as this hero for having just the common like decent human. Uh, opinion sometimes. But now, she's fucking dead. Trump's gonna get his nominee. He's gonna get in. At least a handful of Senate Democrats are gonna vote that nominee in. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see which ones. Oh, absolutely. Because they don't believe in anything. If Joe Kennedy was in at this time, you know what I mean? He definitely would, but he's just so cucked. He is absolutely Ooh, cucked. Let's get Joe Kennedy on the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> They nominate him as a conservative justice. I thought you were going to say, let's get him on the pod. I was going to say, you probably need something to do right now. Yeah, let's get Joe... Joe Kennedy is our new fourth Mike. <laughs> he's he's our Adam. Yeah, exactly. We call, <laughs> we call him a bug. We call him a lesser Irishman. Uh, we insult his Irish heritage. We call him a loyalist. Unfor An Irishman never loses. Unfortunately, he dies in a bizarre uh, Zeppelin crash on his way to record the first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But he's a dick for riding in a blimp in 2020. Like, come on. <laughs> so to end on a slightly brighter note than, you know, uh, the rest of our lives are ruined by this old lady who never did anything all that noteworthy. Uh... Who are your guys for her replacement? Who who do you like? I have no fucking... I don't... I, I think it's going to be someone I've never heard of before. Just some, you know, some psychotic blood-sucking vampire. Merrick Garland gets proposed as a Republican <laughs> this time. Is that... Uh, they could go two ways with it. They could either try and play it really safe and go smooth into it without much controversy... Uh, just uh, a, a casual Republican that one might have encountered back in the day, but that's not really their thing anymore, so they're probably going to get someone probably from the same school that Kavanaugh went to with, mm -hmm. like, more rape allegations. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it's the fucking A-Lab episode, Be Like Brett. Probably even younger than him, too. No, absolutely. I was going to say... Uh, it's going to be Brock Turner. So Yeah, some fun options include Brock Turner, uh, Ted Cruz! Ted Cruz! <laughs> Ted Cruz! Uh... <laughs> Who else? Uh, Chris Christie or Marco Rubio, the people they were worried might be appointing it. <laughs> they jam a Neuralink and Elliot Roger and appoint him for some reason. Um, <laughs> Henry Kissinger's still kicking. 
Henry Kissinger, if he was appointed now, would serve a longer sentence uh, on the Supreme Court than Ruth Bader Ginsburg. A sentence, a longer sentence on the Supreme Court. Yeah, right. <laughs> it would be, it would be the, the pictures of the Supreme Court with just Henry Kissinger sitting in like the bottom right corner instead of Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the little wooden chair would be so funny. It would be, it would be uniquely hilarious. Who else? Uh, ben Shapiro. <laughs> Did you see he moved to Tennessee the other day from California? Is that why he was wearing the cowboy hat? Oh yeah, wearing a cowboy hat, driving an F one fifty. How about Ben Assumably, Shapiro's sister? Uh, ben Shapiro's sister, come on the pod, show feet. Uh, <laughs> show feet on the pod. Show feet on the pod. We the need only, visual jokes for our audio medium. The only <laughs> the only YouTube ad I get now is Ben Shapiro's sister. Yeah, yeah, you can tell that she did a huge fucking ad buy with Coke money to just build her up <laughs> as another one. It's amazing. Uh, anything else? Anything you want to add, Dan? Uh, I mean, see you in the next Trump administration, everybody. Yeah, yeah. see you in the next five Trump administrations. Uh, yeah, when Supreme Court Justice Shapiro overturns term limits. Uh, what's the rank from Dune? The rank? Yeah, what's the God Emperor called? Oh, God Emperor. Oh, it's God Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, hopefully I can be a Duncan Idaho to God Emperor <laughs> Baron Trump. Uh, any progressive policy that anyone could even threaten to get passed is doomed unless they're willing to rotate the court or stuff it. Uh, either way, it's not looking great with Sleepy Joe. He's going to have to do something. Maybe this invigorates the left. Maybe it invigorates the right. Neither of those things mean anything because both parties seem to believe about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, thanks for tuning in to Boomer Death Squad. <laughs> Boy, could Ruth descend. Boy, could Ruth descend. Uh, find us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. And I've been Matt. Bye-bye. See ya. Who shot ya? Separate the weak from the opposite. Leap hard to creep them Brooklyn streets. It's on, nigga. Fuck all that bickering beef. I can hear sweat trickling down your cheek. Your heartbeat sound like Sasquatch's feet. Thundering, shaking the concrete. Then the shit stopped when I followed the plot. Neighbors called the cops, said they heard mad shots. Saw me in the drop, three and a quarter. Slaughter, electrical tape around the daughter. Old school, new school, need to learn though. I burn, baby, burn like disco inferno. Burn slow like blunts with yayo. Feel more skins than Idaho potato. Niggas know the lyrical molesting is taking place. Fucking with B.I.G. it ain't safe. Uh, I make your skin chase. Rashes on the masses. Bumps and bruises. Blunts and land cruisers. Big Papa smash fools. Bash fools. Niggas mad because I know the cash rules. Everything around me, two Glock nines. Any motherfucker whispering about mine. And I'm, and I'm. Brooklyn's finest.